Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam. I'm excited to have some fun. I'm excited to have some fun, too. I mean, after all, it is why we're here. Yeah, I I think so. I hope. I think so. We'll find out, I suppose. I mean, if we're not, then no one told me. So how is your day? How is your week? My day has been has been good. I uh, as as regular listeners know, I'm plugging away on dangerous destinations and it's getting close to wrapping up. I'm still um, making adjustments on my own pregens. I've got like a dozen of them or something. Um, cool. And and some of them are uh, I guess some of them have been more challenging to write than others. Uh, some of the ideas have gotten complex and things like that, which I really dig. But when you're working with uh, things like character counts for the books and stuff like that, making sure that things are only a certain length, um, it can make it a little challenging to, you know, to to make sure that you get the stuff that you feel is necessary yeah. into into the text um, without going over um yeah it's hard and, not to go over yeah exactly and on top of that uh my editor uh looked over one of the ones that i had written she left me some some longer notes on one of my pre-gens uh, mm-hmm. and i basically am just trying to kind of overhaul it because she she had some really good points and um so I'm trying to take those points into consideration and uh, make some kind of heavy adjustments to the angle I'm approaching the pre-gen from. Yeah. So it's been a little bit creatively challenging. Um, and, you know, after after the uh, extended weekend um, and since we had uh, our D&D game last night, uh, I I woke up feeling a bit tired and my sure. yeah I feel like my my brain was just not quite in the swing of things so you know it was uh, it's, it's funny some, how mm-hmm. how different our worlds are because in your world you have to tell people to write less and to be more <laughs> concise <laughs> and in my world I'm like write what you think about this thing I just talked about and they're like how long does it have to be oh jeez. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and can I have it to like, be really freaking long? They're like, no, that costs us money. They're like, how many paragraphs? I'm like, well, two. And they're like, well, how many sentences are in a paragraph? I'm like, that, there's no rule about that. Oh, man. Um, like, and, and then I, they're like, how many words in a sentence? I'm like, stop. That's not a thing, kid. <laughs> like, I, oh, man. What? You know, the youths of today. I. Man, when I was their age, I looked forward to essay questions. Yeah, because, some of them do. Some of them do. Like, here's a secret for any of you uh, kids that are in the uh, educational system at present. Essay questions are great because it opens the door to the wide, wide world of BS. And if <laughs> you get really good at that, you can just mm-hmm. spin on a yarn for your answer and it might actually work when it's multiple I'll, I'll, choice yeah. you right or you wrong that's true and pro tip coming from the other side of 
degrading. Mm. Just make sure that those first couple of paragraphs are really amazing because after that, your teacher is probably skimming. Okay. If there, if you wrote a five page essay or a 10 page essay, I mean, your teacher has probably three, four five classes of 30 kids each. Mm. Um, yeah. And teachers are human beings too, that operate on the same laws of time <laughs> as the rest of humanity. The English so, uh, teachers are a different breed altogether. I, I could they, never. The amount of grading they have to do is just beyond insane. So, but I, I will say, yeah, BS, learn to repeat yourself to hit that word count. And then also remember that they're only probably reading the beginning and maybe the end. Um, you know, that sounds like the educational equivalent of our 1030 rule. Yeah, it really is. Right? Yeah, which which uh, Andrew used last night. Uh, oh. We started another big fight. I didn't I didn't think we were going to really finish it, but I thought, well, you know, they're kind of cleaning up. I made this a, a fairly um, doable, very doable and um, not easy, but also, yeah, kind of easy fight. Um, well, because, you, you know, just they just bumped us to 15. Yeah, I too, had. And, so. But I also wanted you guys to like not feel like every single fight was a huge slog. Like I wanted you to feel powerful sure. sometimes. Right. And uh, you certainly did that. It was about, you know, about 1030. And then Andrew <laughs> cast earthquake. And well, I should say that it it was about 1020. Yes. And 10 minutes later, after we had gotten done resolving earthquake, I just gave up. And that, <laughs> that spell is a monster of a spell. Like, yeah, I, it, it was cool. You know, it was, it was really good. Um, and, uh, I, I, I was totally fine with, with, with that. You know, I, I, I could have made it really particular and decided mm -hmm. that we're just going to do it exactly as written and the fight could have continued, but it was also like, it would be a cool scene if this just wins, right? Heck like if yeah. this just works and it would be close enough so as to not feel like it's a freebie. I mean, plus oh, it's an sure. eighth level spell slot. It's not like it costs you nothing. Oh, so, yeah. I was pleased. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you were. And uh, it also, I, I'm pretty sure it is the first level eight spell I've ever actually cast. In, oh, wow. In 5e, I, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten, I've never gotten to this point with a caster character. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as most folks who know me very well know, I typically stick to uh, melee style characters guys. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not generally screwing around with spells and uh, <laughs> level eight for a cleric. You have a choice of four spells you've got like oh, really uh, it only has four oh my god it's it's very it's very limited but i mean when you're talking about things that are within that power range like yeah. you get control weather earthquake anti-magic field and i think it's holy aura or something to that effect it's like a big uh plus your domain aura. spells right um I don't think domain spells don't get that high. 
the oh, highest really? oh. the highest level domain spells go is fifth level. From you, you you can see how often I've gotten to high level caster too by this description. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen often. You know, most campaigns end around level six, level ten, level twelve. I think it's I would a typically range. Yeah, I think I would typically end around thirteen, fourteen a lot of times, um, because the game does get far more difficult to manage at that at that level right but that's also part of the reason why you wanted to do it this time because i need to get better right can't just sit in the the comfort zone all the time and that does mean i need to spend more time reading what you guys can do and being familiar with it and and that's okay right so if you want to be able to play on that level you got to be able to play on that level right and and that's just the the way it goes but i'm glad you got to enjoy a big win moment you know that's something that's going to be memorable for you probably it you know it is i you know i last night um you know we've been talking in the inspiration point discord which if you'd like to get in on that conversation head Mm -hmm. on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point yeah and back us at any level and you'll get access to our uh, discord and you can come hang out with us and chat about all yeah. the unfailingly significant stuff that we always talk about. Um, but in, in the discord, we've been talking uh, or we were talking with spike who is um, been on the show a couple of times. Yes. And he he posts a lot in the Discord. He's very yeah. uh, conversational there, which is excellent. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things we were talking about was how when you take actions in combat, really what you ought to be doing is not just, I'm going to do X, here's my die roll, here's the numbers, mm-hmm. subtract the numbers, blah, blah, blah. Should be describing and right. narrating essentially, and and you should use it as an opportunity to say something about your character. Yeah. So I and I know Spike is going to listen to this, so I'm going to say this directly to him. I was thinking about that advice last last night. Yeah. And I did exactly that when I cast Earthquake, and instead of just saying I cast Earthquake, I had the character actually go way up in the air and his eyes like went gold and he summoned these huge uh yeah. like ethereal cartwheels to start racing circles around this arena that i was trying to earthquake and basically shook the whole thing to the ground and it was it was really really fun so mm-hmm. uh i took that advice and i wanted to put it into action mm-hmm. because it's very good advice and, and it worked and i think it felt good it felt good to me uh, yeah, I, I definitely am a fan of of good description. Uh, I would just say be cognizant of there being other people, and you know, keep it keep it tight ish. And I think that would be just what I would add to that general advice for everybody. Is, oh yeah, uh, you know, because yeah. sometimes these, especially when we're talking about combat, some of these turns can can take a while, yeah. and we need to we need to be aware of the line. I would say, of course. Yeah. Um. But anyway, how how are you doing? How is uh, how's your week been? How's how's the uh, how's the D and D class? Yeah, well, we just got done with the Labor Day weekend, so we we just got back today uh, for the first day of the week. 
Nice. Um, I did not use my weekend wisely. I <laughs> um, I played some Fallout 4, like I reloaded it. Um, wow. I 100%ed that the game on like achievement wise, like a long time ago. Wow. And, and I was just itching for the, you know, trying out different build paths because I really like the perk system in that game and mm-hmm. how like every playthrough can be like a really different experience. And so um, even though the story is kind of meh, uh, mm. I did um, download some mods, like skips the whole intro. So that nice. was nice. Uh, there's a great mods mod in. Great. Yeah, definitely. It just adds a lot of, of life and gets rid of some of the inconvenience, which is nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Can open up, especially in the, in fallout where you can like build bases and stuff, like having new options there. It's oh, really yeah. fun. And so I, but I, it was a, a giant waste of time, of course, but I, I guess it was <laughs> relaxing in a way. So I've been, I've been a little sleepy all day trying to, trying to drink a lot of coffee and stuff and, and stay up. Just get back um, on the swing of things. I did briefly download um, uh, Wrath of the Righteous, the new Pathfinder game by Alcat. And I just, I've only put like an hour into it so far um, because I didn't, yeah, I spent time doing other things. I, you know, and I practice League of Legends every now and then. Um, Oh, man. Well, you know, (laughs) I just, yeah, I I can't hang with with League, but, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that, uh, mean of a person <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah it's uh it definitely has a a community let's say it sure so does it, it sure does and you know i i was mostly pleased with how last night's session went um i was good pretty pretty good about it um i had a pretty good session last uh friday with my storm kings gang uh we had like a, a big character moment for for uh, one of our players who okay, went through so, like a big transformation scene, and that was really cool. So i i have to I have to ask because mm-hmm. Spike was telling me about this. This is his game that he was running, right? No, and no, no, no. It's my Storm King's Thunder group. Oh, that one. Okay, I was thinking uh, Blood and Thunder. I yeah, I, I alternate with him. And, okay but we we're everything's on fridays now which is a lot easier to think about um mm. but you can ask me about that one because i played that the week before yeah because he he had mentioned uh that he had some pretty major stuff lined up for you guys and i had asked him uh later that night while you guys were in the game like i saw you all in your discord yeah. And I just pinged him real quick and I was like, so have you torn out they're still beating hearts yet? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm just about to. <laughs> and, and I but he didn't follow it up with anything. Yeah. And I want to know, like, how was that? Yeah, I think I don't think my heart was torn out, mm. but I, I think a lot of other players are, let's say, more prone to that. And mm. I think that they had some some big moments that I recognized and I, and I wanted to play into it, but I was very aware that yeah. it was kind of their moment. Right. Gotcha. And, and so while I wanted to role play and show that I was participating, I did, you know, I, I didn't want to like take too much of that limelight. Right. 
Sure. And I and I thought that was that was good. It was it was a big twist. It was very interesting. Mm. It it wasn't. It was it was kind of one of those twists where you're like, oh oh yeah, that makes sense actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and the way, so, he but it, plans, but in a way like, where it's like not like oh that was predictable, but like it was like oh yeah. Well, now that now that you mention it, hindsight. Yeah, I see 2020, it. That I, I see it thing. now. And yeah. there were there was definitely part of me that kind of suspected, but then I was like, I don't know, maybe that's not it. But right. But then it was. So then I was like, oh, that's really cool. I like that. Good. And well, it ended up being a very meaningful moment for for one of the characters. Um, that's excellent. And that was that was good. And it was one of the the characters I'm I'm more fond of. So cool. I'm glad. So unless you've got anything else, you mentioned that you had a topic lined up for tonight and yeah, I told yeah. you surprise me. So yeah, absolutely. Let's, so let's my, jump my, in. my inspiration point, uh, because we, we haven't been calling it that and I want to get back to calling it that, but yes, my, my inspiration point, I had two lined up and this is the one I decided to go with because it's the one that's most on my mind. Mm. And this is called worlds. I want to play in, mm. um, or run, right? Like, worlds of fantasy it's mainly for 5e but it could be for anything sure i only made a list based on stuff i would run using fifth edition dungeons and dragons okay so um when i say that i mean we we are naming them by largely the world itself so i'll Mm -hmm. give you i'll give you an example to to kind of start you out okay so like Dungeons and Dragons is typically played on Toril, right? So yeah, you, you go to Faerun and you've got all the different locations there. Most of the modules are in the north, right? And that is where it typically takes place. We've now have the, the entries from Magic the Gathering, but there's also things like Athos from Dark Sun. There's mm. uh, the Greyhawk setting. There's um, Eberron. And, you know, of course, Theros, I mean, Theros is also part of magic, but it's something mm-hmm. I've talked about a lot and I've run in a little bit. I really like Theros. Um, so kind of aside from those things, um, other okay. other worlds, particularly fantasy that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe come from other places that, you know, I, I would like to run a Dungeons and Dragons campaign in or play in as a player. Mm. Okay. So to start well, out, the first one I'm thinking of is Thedas, right? So Thedas is the world of the Dragon, Dragon Age, Age. Uh, games and, and books. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Dragon Age fan uh, when those games were, were really at the height of their popularity. I, in particular, loved uh, Origins. I was just absolutely mm-hmm. in love with it. To me, that it was the spiritual successor of Baldur's Gate, which we well, needed th- because we wouldn't get Baldur's Gate 3 for a long, long time. Technically, we still don't have it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you know, and thank goodness, like, uh, if if by some miracle any of the devs are listening to this, please don't rush it. Just yeah, uh, I would say give that, it the yeah. time it needs. You mm-hmm. know, we don't want a half-baked Baldur's Gate. For sure. So, uh, for sure. Baldur's yeah. Gate. But also don't go bankrupt. So if it is a, <laughs> a oh, question yeah, of that's, that's one true. or the other, that that is something we get concerned with. Because, you know, you and I were really hyped up for, for cyberpunk. It really had a mm-hmm. lackluster, let's say, 
generously. Um, yeah. You know, entry. I didn't have a bad time with it. it I didn't either. Up, I had a fun. It, it, it ended up working well for me, but it also like, but in like in a technical sense, it was fine. But in a gameplay sense, I was also a little bit underwhelmed. Um, yeah. Be- because I, you know, when we got that, that book that you sent me. Yeah. Um, I was like really kind of expecting that deep dive world to really interact with in a way that I just yeah. didn't feel like I got to. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was at the end of the day, a very, you know, it was a video game. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and, it, it and we talked about that. Yeah, I, you know, as far as that, I, goes, I don't want to trash on it by any means. I think I think the uh, one of the things that got to me most uh, and, you know, full disclosure, I I enjoy the game. I think I think yeah, it's I a like fun it. game. I think it's a good game. I think. I think you just got to temper yourself about it, right? Right. And, you know, when I was reading uh, and following the development of the game early on, they had a bunch of features that sounded so cool. And and with CD Projekt Red's, uh, you know, the kind of budget and scale that they're working with, like they're at a point now where they're full on triple a, like it's a huge studio. Um, and they were talking about like having, uh, like full environment traversal, like wall running parkour kind of stuff. It it definitely Um, smacked of project ego a little bit, you know, in terms of, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that ridiculous. Oh, not even by a long shot, but but it was, but it was reminiscent. Um, yeah, they, I, they were initially thinking about having uh, flying cars as well as ground-based cars. So you'd have traffic lanes like in the yeah. freaking air, like Coruscant, Star Wars and stuff. Um, but then like you think about, oh, you know, someone's trying to drive their sky truck like through the side of a skyscraper and like the immediate... Uh, challenges that you run into from a game and level design perspective once you introduce the option of flight become stuff gets exponentially crazier once you do well that that is probably true i don't want to spend too much time talking about cyberpunk but well um, you can pull that into D &D too once players can fly that's true (laughs) like uh, it does kind of change the, the game a little bit. Uh, I mean, once, once they can also shape the terrain around you, I mean, that's that's hard on the old map, right? It's fine when you're on grid and you can erase things. Uh, it sucks when you have, you know, pre-made visual assets and you're like, um, okay, let me draw boxes all over the place. Right. Um, okay, but anyway, so getting back to worlds, like the the, the other part about talking about worlds is what kind of campaign you would want to run in this world. Mm. So the reason why I, I came up with this this desire to to do something in Thetis was because I finally wanted to just run something for our loyal patrons and, and some of our yeah. guests and to say, hey, thank you for being a part of this community. Let's actually play this dang game that we keep talking about. I suppose that's reason. And that would be really nice. And so I have a break coming up and that gives me a a little bit more time to, to do something for everybody. One benefit of being a teacher is you, you get predictable time off. 
There you so go. That, so that's nice. And so, and I love the, the Dragon Age series. I've been wanting to do something in Thetis for a long time. Uh, I haven't always had the players that are super into it. Uh, but one of our patrons is a big fan of of both um, Dragon Age and, and Mass Effect. Nice. And, uh, it was really something he wanted to do. So that that worked out well for me. Very um, cool. So the concept here that that other people had before we even came up with the idea of it being in Thetis was we, you know, they wanted to play like a Suicide Squad slash Dirty Dozen type game. Yeah. You know, where it was, you know, kind of very lethal, very dangerous, maybe a little bit, um, you know, graphic, but also, you know, dark humor in a way. Hardcore so, action movie. Yeah. Like, you know, like we don't know who's really going to make it out of this thing. Well, to me, the, the Grey Wardens just perfectly fit into that mm. the, because when when Grey Wardens are chosen, I mean, it's largely because they're criminals. They're a lot like the Night's Watch in, in Westeros, right? Right. In Game of Thrones. Like, they're, they, life did not work out. And so their last opportunity for their life to have some sort of meaning or to just escape that immediate punishment is to join the Grey Wardens. Right. Though some, though some do sign up willingly. Um, but once they go through the ritual to become Grey Wardens, they've also essentially signed their own death warrant. They're on a clock and eventually their minds will will rot and they'll essentially become like a, a dark spawn. Mm-hmm. And so the the suicide squad aspect of it is is basically built in. So mm-hmm. that's something that that I'm excited about and I'm looking forward to running. Hmm. You know, so I've got. I, yeah, go ahead. I, I wonder because the the interesting thing to me about suicide squad is that basically they've got this device in the back of their head where if they don't play ball, they, their heads get exploded. That's right. Um, Yeah, that's true. But if they do play ball, theoretically they're fine unless they go get themselves killed. Where in the case of the gray wardens, it doesn't friggin' matter what you do. You are, you're going down. You're going to die an hour later. Yeah. And you're going to have really bad dreams. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff's going to be start working differently, especially if it's during a blight. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is, you know, happens every so many years where an archdemon arises to basically destroy the world. And only a dark uh, and only a gray warden can actually kill an archdemon because it also kills them in the process. Right. And they, they have a whole explanation for us to, to how that works. So, yeah, it's you are very much like an expendable hero, right? Mm. Uh, of course, the ex- expendables is another <laughs> idea that comes to mind. That's right? true. Which, man, I thought that had a lot of potential and just really wasn't that great. Um, did you end up seeing the Suicide Squad, by the way, the, the new one? Yeah, I loved it. I've watched I loved it, it twice. Um, uh, I, I was, watched it the I second it, time with, uh, with my wife. And <laughs> that was a lot of <laughs> <laughs> was she okay with it she seems a little bit less um no she she corrupted she, let's say <laughs> she is less corrupted um but not uncorrupted no <laughs> i i love you sweetie if you ever listen to this i'm just kidding um but, but also like there were definitely some parts where she was like 
(laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. In the next like 60 seconds, be prepared for uh, Suicide Squad spoilers starting now. This, the giant freaking starfish shooting just, just a cloud of gross tiny starfish out of its starfish armpits was like pretty gross. <laughs> like it was just like, but it was, it, it was a super freaking fun movie. It yeah. Was, it so was yeah, I saw it with with my wife at one of those theaters where you could to like drink alcohol and eat pizza at the same time. Yee. So I had a really good time. Um, okay, so that's that's my first idea. Is there a world in your mind and maybe a campaign idea that you would be interested in being a part of or running? You know, I like, like this question almost requires some prep, perhaps. But it, if you it. it I could if, if you have something, yeah, give me something. It's it's how I do everything. Um, what prep? So for me, honestly, I think uh, I think I tend to I want to stay away from video games because I can play those already. Okay, but what's a world you want? Okay, so a world that I would want, well. I think the first one that comes to mind has got to be Westeros. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Of course, you know, it also has its own game. It, uh, But you can definitely run it fifth ed, fifth ed with it. But you'd have right. to put some big breaks on, on the magic use. Yes. And I I think I, I really want to say that somebody has actually made. Uh, oh, probably. Like a conversion guide or something. I, I'd have to go look. But um I know that it actually does have its own RPG. Yes. System. Like a, yeah, it's it's a it's a gorgeous book. Uh, honestly, I need to get my hands on it. Um, but I I think for me, a lot of the worlds that I would generally want to play in come from books, uh, books that I've read. Oh, um, OK. Uh, Scott Lynch's uh, The Gentleman Bastard sequence. Uh, the first book of which is called The Lies of Locke Lamora is like this mashup of uh, swashbuckling, uh, a little bit of magic, fantasy setting, uh, all wrapped up in an Ocean's Eleven Thieves Guild kind of adventure. Neat. Uh, and it's it's so good. The the characters are so fun. Um, and the world has a bunch of interesting things. Like a lot of the cities are built on this stuff called, if I remember right, I think it's called elder glass. And it's like this super tough, uh, almost like, I, I mean, I know it's not biological, but kind of bioluminescent, uh, sort of glowy, uh, glass that was made. Uh, all the cities are built on top of these elder glass ruins from ages and ages and ages ago. Nobody knows who built these things or why they're there or what the purpose of them is, but they're all over the place. And it, a lot of interesting questions there. And it has kind of this like slightly Victorian vibe. Like, okay. You imagine if it went maybe, you know, a couple hundred years further in the future, you might be hitting, bumping up against steampunk. 
maybe. Sure. You know? Sort of like uh, the blood, like shadow and bone thing, or like I haven't seen too much of that. But then there's, you know, even Pirates of the Caribbean kind of gets there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that that one could be good. The um, but I mean, God, it's been it's been a long time since I've read those. I'd have to. I'd have to dive back. In. I, I would you be interested in a Malazan book of the fallen campaign? Oh my God. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I, smokes. I, I was wondering if you were going to name that one. I haven't read those books, but I know that I know two people who have read them and they, and they absolutely swear by it. They love it. I think it's I mean, awesome. Those are God. I can't, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself for having forgotten that. Um, my, my favorite book series of all time for the longest time was uh song of ice and fire, or for those who just only watch TV shows, I guess, uh, game, the of game of Thrones. Um, yeah. and then I read Malazan and it, it at least, uh, Me joined, yeah. uh, ice and fire at the top of my list. Like the depth there is really amazing. What's really cool, cool too, is that it was. The guys that wrote it wrote it because it started as like a novelization of their RPG campaign. Granted, they did it. I think it originally started as a GURPS campaign. And the way that magic works in in Malazan, it's much more kind of organic and flexible to where, honestly, I don't think 5e is cut out to handle the way Malazan hmm. does magic. I just don't think the system would reflect the, f- the kind of customizable feel yeah. you get, you but man, I that. would love to play in a Malazan campaign. That would be really cool. So, uh, yeah, I haven't read those books because it seems like a huge commitment, but at the same time, uh, yeah, anyone who's I've heard talk about them seems to really like them a lot. They're really incredible. Um, I have no problem myself going straight to video games. However, um, there are a lot of video game inspired worlds that I would love to take D&D to. Um, aside from Thetis, I, staying in the T's is uh, Tamriel. Mm. Uh, of course, where the Elder Scrolls games take place. Right. Um, I've had this idea for a long time about a campaign that opens up where the players are slaves in the um in the dragon cult right before humans essentially like had any civilization or rights and Hmm. they first discover how to use um the the power of the voice and that, that their discovery of using it just is born out of the pure suffering that they endure at the hands of the dragons and the dragon priests and Mm. all these, these dragon priests from, from Skyrim would be walking around alive still. And, um, you know, you would, you would get to know people like Parthenax, like from way back when, and, and that would be pretty rad. And like, I also thought it'd be cool if players had no idea that it was (laughs) a uh, Tamriel game that they were just like in this, you know, generic fantasy setting until like they, they finally start dis- hearing names. They start hearing names and stuff. And then boom, you run the music 
and you just do this big reveal drop of where they actually are. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I thought that would be really sweet, you know? And so they have to like play out what is essentially the, uh, the flashback you get from reading the elder scroll in Skyrim, Mm. um, where you see that, that rebellion rise from, from nothing to sending Alduin into the future. Yeah. I think, I think that was really cool. So, yeah, that, 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 would. that would be a fun game. Now, here's here's a here's a question. Yeah. What? What about non-fantasy? Well, in that case, I'm not sure I'm running 5e, right? Like I would probably do a different system. I mean, not that you couldn't. Well, sure. I mean, for forget 5e. Is there a uh, yeah. is there a movie TV show? So there was one I mentioned when I was talking with Spike last time I interviewed him mm-hmm. that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I think I want to do a custom campaign for it or a custom system. Mm-hmm. And that's Highlander. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to do a game oh. that's about sword fighting that supports the mythos of Highlander. Part of the difficulty is that Highlander does not um lend itself to team play but i mean there's no reason why you couldn't just come up with some dumb reason why it does now well Um, here's what you do you and there are there are systems that that are okay like this you make it a one-shot system it's not supposed to be a campaign it each it is a pvp system Mm -hmm. where everybody is coming together for that convergence and they all just go to town on each other and you know see who can be the the one the one yeah, yeah. and you just and have de- depending one big on crazy night de- depending how fun it is to play the system it could work um it i mean it would almost work better perhaps as a card game at that point right. but it it might be it might be an interesting something to try or to say, okay, all, maybe not every PC is one of these immortals, but I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't be as fun. But anyway, it's always been a campaign idea in the back of my head. Again, I've always I've had this idea of it. You know, the players don't know they're in a Highlander campaign. And, you know, I'm just like, make someone from the ancient world, right? From one of the past, you know, kingdoms of the past, right? Like someone plays like a Roman and someone plays like an Aztec and somebody plays oh, like okay. a Zulu. And then you play through like their backstories and everybody dies. But then like everybody wakes up in their tombs. Right. And then we you flash forward to the 80s and you bring up the queen music. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and yeah. I feel like that would be a, a fantastic moment to, to open up a campaign. You'd you'd have to do that with like diehard Highlander fans, though. Oh, and yeah. I, well, if they haven't seen it, then it's just going to be bananas, right? Like they're just going right. to be like, what? These rules are so dumb. And we're right. like, dude, if you don't love my dumb rules, you can't play. <laughs> but then, you know, you have to you'd have to find these people and verify that they are, in fact, big highlander well, fan i i think if you if you play D, i think at the very least there's a generous venn diagram there of people who are at least familiar with highlander that's fair that's you know what i mean fair. yeah maybe they don't love it but at, at the same time there's probably a piece of them that 
has sort of like a an ironic admiration for it. Like so, I I've seen Highland and I know people are going to lose their minds when I say this. I've seen Highlander once and it was when we were in college in right. our apartment on our TV using like the TV's built-in speakers <laughs> and it was not a big TV. It uh. was a rough experience for me. <laughs> like I watched it. I was like the sound quality in this movie is complete trash and the live Dude. the live action you've always been too caught up on that stuff though like, age well it I, just i, it, I it couldn't even get, i couldn't even get you to play Baldur's gate one because you're like oh these graphics i was like no Come on, man no don't don't freaking thumb your no, nose that's true that is true <laughs> that is it's, verbatim what no, happened i'm not you told saying me that. <laughs> i'm not saying that it's not verbatim I'm saying <laughs> the tone is what I take umbrage with. Okay. <laughs> like, dude, the tone like, of Baldur's Gate's amazing. Um, like, no, no, no. The tone of how you said in the graphics. Like, you will. I know. That's, I think that's spot on. <laughs> I, think that's I, I don't, I don't have the nostalgia of that game to, to help bolster it because how, how did you feel about conan when we watched it because we watched that in in the apartment too were you okay one, with conan I was well a, also that'd be a cool setting that's the other one oh sure um i okay I don't, do you have a do you have another world i'm gonna stop picking on you for your, your oh, graphics man. and sound snobbery and Look, i'm going to i'm gonna take you somewhere else just is there, because my eyes and ears work properly it's oh. not my fault <laughs> <laughs> i think it is your fault you weren't listening to holy thunder force loud enough in your car in college to oh i had that on drums i had that on repeat for so long that's such a oh good yeah one. dude oh my god um, gets me amped. uh okay another setting yeah um something that i would love to play in is uh the expanse actually mm, i yeah, thing. Yeah, I've never been super into sci-fi. Like, I played Mass Effect 1 and 2. I enjoyed them. They were a lot of fun. I do agree that Mass Effect 2 is an amazing game. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, cancel the hate mail, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the the Expanse, I just finished, uh, my wife and I finished watching all of it. It's a... Uh, if any of you haven't seen it, it's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's excellent. Um, it is my favorite sci-fi thing that I've ever seen. Like it cool. beats out Star Wars, beats out Star Trek. Wow, for me, for me personally. Okay, like, now you're gonna get the hate mail. Oh my gosh, th- th- that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but I like we just we just want mail. Just send us anything. It's yeah. <laughs> but um it's it is such a well thought out well realized uh sci-fi universe and i mean it's definitely not um like it's more of a near-ish future like maybe a hundred couple hundred years in the future um there's nothing yeah. like like the force 
there's uh there aren't even energy weapons like the ships still shoot freaking bullets so like you'll see these uh these ships like careening through space firing these like gatling guns at other ships and they're making these like wicked spirals through space and it's like visually it's a spectacular show but on top of that, it's incredibly well-written. There are these very distinct factions between the Belters, these uh, people who were born and raised on the asteroid belt. And like they're even uh, physically, their physiology is different because they've grown up in very, very low or even non-existent gravity. So their their bodies are like elongated and... Um, like if they try to go down and visit a planet, like if they go to visit Earth, um, the gravity on Earth is such that it's it's almost like it's crushing them. It's crazy. Uh, and then vice versa, you've got uh, the inner planets, which is Earth and Mars, and they both have their own interesting things going on and very clearly defined interests. So you could totally play a political or faction-based game without it getting too super confusing. And they all have these cool identifying factors and features about them. Um, and, and the way the whole thing approaches space in general made me, it's, it's all very grounded. And feels very believable. Like it didn't take hardly anything for me to suspend my disbelief when I was watching the show. I was like, I I could completely see how all this stuff pretty much could happen. Um, yeah, and it it sucked me in. Like it's it, it, no that, hyperbole. That it's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Well, yeah. I got to see it now, man. After that recommendation, I I definitely want to put it on the list because it's a it, it's another one of those things where everyone who's ever seen it has given it a high recommendation. Put it at the top of your list. Like I think I had some. Um, yeah, I probably will. I think yeah. I had it at it on. I had some hesitation because my dad really liked sci-fi that oh. um, did not appeal to me. Sure. And I and it kind of turned me off to a lot. Yeah. Um. I was I I didn't really get into Star Trek. It really wasn't. My I didn't game. either. I didn't um. Either. And even though I, I I will say I did enjoy Deep Space Nine, mm. but it was largely just whenever Quark and Odo were talking. Sure. <laughs> I really didn't like any other parts. Right. Um. And at least not not as much. And. uh my dad really liked Babylon five. I couldn't stand that mm. show. I just, I just was, it was not for me. So it, it kind of, yeah. it kind of turned me off a little bit, but I will give this a shot. Certainly there's been sci-fi out there. I have enjoyed, um, you know, what's cool about the expanse too. And I, I won't belabor this much more, but this is especially relevant. Um, okay. The expanse does have its own RPG system oh and, okay very cool uh so like you legit just straight up could go out and just go play it play the expanse um oh, okay one of the two main authors of it uh ty frank was actually george r. r martin's assistant for quite some time um so that's that's oh, a that's nice that's a cool fact uh but 
they this show i think also does one of if not the best job i've ever seen kind of showing you a group of characters that if you play rpgs could easily be identified as the pcs like you can look at these main characters and go okay i can tell that these guys each kind of have a certain uh a certain slot they're filling. They each have these distinct personalities, certain abilities and specializations. Um, so you can kind of feel the, the RPG yeah, potential like, kind of built in. So that's, yeah. Nice. So uh, you can, if you're an RPG fan, when you're watching the show, that can really just add to the experience. And, you and can, I, I like hard magic systems where mm-hmm. like, the rules of the world are consistent and defined. It was really something that I enjoyed a lot about the first few seasons of game of Thrones. Yes. That there really did seem to be a game and there really did seem to be rules and you could lose. Right. right? And you could watch players lose the game. And then when everyone got plot armor later on is where it, it really made it difficult. So, but anyway, um, I want to talk about Runeterra. Uh, Runeterra is a world where I have played a character before, but I never got to run a game. Runeterra is the fantasy setting of League of Legends. Oh. What's really interesting about Runeterra is that there really is a little bit of everything. There is medieval fantasy, but there's also a lot of Eastern fantasy. There's a lot of uh, steampunk you know, well, like their their character roster is like what, like a hundred different characters or something. It's like a hundred and fifty something at this point. Um, and it's you know going up every couple months. It's very genre spanning. It's very spanning. Uh, there's really a character from for everybody from the cutest little yordle to the most horrifying monster you can think of. I remember seeing Pantheon and going, that dude looks like my jam. Yeah, there's a, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, going through like my circle of friends and making like a list of, okay, if you had been in in charge of designing the champions, this is who you would have come up with. Right. And definitely like characters like Pantheon are are definitely in your wheelhouse. Mm. And, and, uh, and I would put Trundle in there before too. Um, and there's a few others like Trindamir I could probably think of, um, you know, that are that are very to me, very Andrew. But I could also think of some of my other friends like, yeah, you would have come up with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that sort of thing. Oh, Runeterra yeah. is really interesting for that. But the other reason why I'm interested in running in that world is because I've been interested in doing a Hunger Games style campaign but I don't want to do anything in that world. Yeah. Um, I do. I definitely want my magic and technology presence. And uh, I think summoners rift, the, the main map where the, where the game takes place was in the old story of the game meant to be the political battleground. So instead of throwing armies of people at each other, you use these champions to settle big political disputes. And and so I thought, well, let's let's just twist that a little bit 
and let's say, you know, you're in Summoner's Rift, not for a match, but like for a long time. And you have to be like some of the sole survivors where like players make their custom characters, but then they get to basically run around and kill the whole cast, you know, throughout the course of a campaign, you know, and as they, you know, have teams and represent different regions. Mm. Um, And, you know, they have to literally find places to shelter and sleep and survive in between these these battles. And that, I think that would be that a really a lot of fun. Interesting. That sounds very yeah. interesting. I would, yeah. you know, I would actually be curious as to whether Riot has um, has actually tried putting together a League of Legends uh, tabletop RPG. That sounds like the oh, kind probably. of side project they've done. Like they've done like uh, mechs and minions and like these other. If, uh, if they haven't done it, a fan probably has, right? Like, I think yeah. we can, you can go on just about any of these, these websites and, and find something where a fan was like, Hey, here's my Google doc, right? Transfer whatever you like into fifth edition, basically. Right. Um, whether it wouldn't be good. Uh, sure. That could knows? be a, a different question, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a huge expense to just, you know, put out one book. Right. right. Uh, so at least not for like a company that's doing these other things. Sure. Um, you know, for a company like, like riot, you know, they're doing pretty good. They could probably do it without too much of a, of if, a loss. If you, if you work in a building that has your company's name on it and the name is like two stories tall. Yeah. You probably get a book made. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, um, um a, a, a bad cool idea, idea from from Sugar Punch ran a game who who he had on as a guest on the show, mm-hmm. um, and he ran a game in Runeterra that I got to play in, and it was actually a lot of fun. Nice, and and it was kind of similar to to what I'm describing, except for you got to leave Summoner's Rift and 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 rest in town and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and sometimes you would meet characters outside of of that battle, and you could have alliances with them. And that that was really neat. And like even some of the skins would come in as references. Oh, so nice. like the, the local bake shop had like the the baker Morgana skin, and she was like you know cooking things and burning treats for everyone. <laughs> um, you know, it's just little Easter egg moments like that that were really really fun. And I really liked the character I had made for that, and um, it was it was a good time. So I that That's is cool. that is definitely on my my bucket list. Let's say. Yeah, there. I mean, a lot of these are very um, fandom related. Like, I'm a fan, right? What can I oh, say? Sure. You know, I, I like things, yeah. and uh, I I want to to borrow from them. Um, Just a lot. Play you know? a, uh, a Breaking Bad tabletop RPG where <laughs> you just try to That's see definitely- who can be the best meth cook. I think that one's definitely World of Darkness, right? That I think that's definitely the system <laughs> where yeah. we're we're using for that one. Um, um I think I think the other the other big one, and th- this is another one that I know technically has its own RPG, though I've um I haven't played it, I haven't read it, uh, but I've heard conversation about it um i i would love to play in a game uh set in the world of the witcher i oh, for sure yeah i I've, actually had this on the list somewhere um, yeah 
that would yeah, be a it, lot of fun. Our our friend Noah has um has done it. Nice. Uh, he's actually ran Witcher campaigns with an S. I think there might be an RPG system for it. There is. It's made by Artel yeah. uh, Sorian, the same folks who did the cyberpunk RPG. Oh, okay. Very cool. Uh, Mike Pondsmith. And well, I guess that makes team. sense. Um, but I feel like, and I, I think I've, I've heard other people mention this too, that I think the, the Witcher universe kind of runs into the same sort of issue that Star Wars kind of does, where it's like, if you're not a Jedi, you're kind of meh or like there's everyone else. And then there's the Jedis. And right. Then, like being dandelion would like suck. Right. You know, and so for anyone who doesn't know dandelions, the bard. <laughs> yeah. Who is he in the, the TV show? Um, I forget his name in the TV show, but anyway, it's uh, like, yeah, you would basically have to be Geralt, but not Geralt. It were mm-hmm. Yennefer, but not Yennefer, right? Those yeah. would be like your two real options. Right. Unless you were going with, um, I feel like for that, for a Witcher universe campaign, you either have all mages slash uh, uh, Witchers or none where you're playing closer to like being maybe not totally common folk, but much more like closer to normal people living in this world. That could be a very interesting experience too. Mm-hmm. If you went for more of a, uh, a heavy uh, suspense or horror vibe, yeah, maybe kind of a la curse of Strahd where you're dealing with like a bit oh, more sure. vulnerability and um, cause the Witcher world can be freaking brutally. Dangerous. Yeah, that could, that could work. I mean, I think it would also be fine to just say, you know what? No, you can be a rogue and you can be just as good as anybody. Right. And that's fine. But maybe just everything kind of has that damage resistance. Like you just take the monsters resistances and, and alter them. Like if you were to run fifth edition for it specifically, mm-hmm. I would just change the way that like monster resistances worked. So one of you basically had to be a witcher in order to like, actually put this thing down but you wouldn't necessarily feel like less useful right right i don't know there's probably a way to to finagle it but i also like your idea shopping where where maybe there isn't a witcher around so what do we do to to solve our problems right that might even be a that might even (laughs) be a good right like your whole quest is just getting enough money to hire a witcher (laughs) it just boils down to to you (laughs) like this big letdown ending you wind up being quest givers in a witcher video game get the funds together to hire a witcher to solve your problem for you because you are not up to the task because you're not cool enough I, as long as you don't have to literally sit there while the GM rolls dice for both the monster and the witcher and you all get to sit there and think about how, how cool the GM is while he plays with himself. I think that that's, um, oh man, man, <laughs> look at that witcher. I wish we could be that guy. Wow. So cool. <laughs> He's so cool. I'm, or I, I was thinking this, what if at the intro of the campaign, you, you do like a little quest to like be able to pay for this witcher and you you pay for him and then he like dies immediately right or he <laughs> or he like skips town 
And now you have like this problem with like this giant spider and you have no money and you've got to solve it somehow. And you've got to track down that witcher and get your freaking money back. (laughs) Like they all, they always like everyone treats witchers like they're these despicable people. So one of them ought to live up to it. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, but you're playing Geralt and Geralt's awesome. But some of the other witchers kind of are sort of low lives who have less scruples. So That's you right, run yeah. into one of those jerk wads or he's new and he just dies immediately. You know, <laughs> oh, sorry. I, think- I don't know how to witcher yet. <laughs> like he's doing well, maybe he even thinks he's killed it. And then at the last second, he gets stabbed through the back or something. I couldn't and imagine like- going through all the witcher trials and stuff that they put you through for training and then you make it out into the world and you just your first I don't job know man just get totally <laughs> wasted I couldn't beat that cockatrice like on the in Witcher 3 like I died a lot of times so I can definitely imagine it <laughs> that's true but I you know plausible deniability you could chalk that up to the controls but yeah oh, well, yeah for, for sure like for me <laughs> being just a bad player like once i got once i moved that dodge button to like my thumb key on my mouse Boom. i was I was, go- I was gold after that but <laughs> totally. um it was totally fine and also when i figured out when it was like no but really you need to use the alchemy to win uh, like ah uh, yes instead of doing no damage i'll deal some that's a big difference big difference um, you just I mean, see. that could be a, a big part of the quest line is is literally just getting reagents like your first couple of missions are just like gathering stuff to make potions to be able to fight this thing. You know, I really did love that aspect of uh, the Witcher where um, it almost had this sort of uh, it, it was medieval Bat- Batman. Yes, exactly. It was Batman yeah. detective mode like you investigate, yeah. you do your homework to really study up on how to best trounce whatever it is you're hunting down and then you execute on the plan and it just it's got that really satisfying like yeah you know i i put in the work and did this job the right way it makes you feel really smart and really uh you know makes you feel very tactical and all that stuff it's so absolutely man witcher 3 is a good game i want to go play that again <laughs> i i always thought I, I kept asking death battle like if you ever watch death battle on youtube oh yeah my, my favorite channels i would always put in the request of of Geralt versus the dragonborn um, oh man because i hate when they would do matches where it's like the same guy versus the same guy i definitely wanted like an apples versus oranges kind yeah. of comparison because they they were both kind of popular around the same time and in, in, at least like yeah, in they video were games. and i was like okay Geralt is basically batman and dovahkiin is basically superman yeah. like what one sort of like overpowers the game and the other one has to like outsmart it wouldn't that be interesting and would Geralt's like various potions like do damage to Dovahkiin for being essentially a dragon, you know, and would he even be able to get close, you know, without, without getting the jump on him, you know, like it could be really interesting. Well, it isn't, isn't the argument with like the Batman versus Superman. What if 
basically like does he get prep time? Right. If Batman gets to plan, he'll win. If he doesn't, he'll get smoked. I feel like the 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 compromise there is that Geralt gets to figure out that the Dragonborn is a dragon like halfway through, or at least has dragon blood. Like yeah, at first he's like hitting him with the steel sword, and he's like, "Why is this like not working that well?" And then he like silver for monsters. And then after he gets hit with like his third shout, he's like, "I think this guy might be part dragon, right?" Like <laughs> there he's you speaking go. dragon at me. He just and then he, he just uses a shout that shoots fire, like super on the nose. <laughs> it's like oh. I also felt like shouts and signs were kind of similar in power. And so I thought that would be a cool comparison. I mean, maybe not a level three shout, but certainly a level one or two shout versus a sign. I mean, um, the, because the the Witcher magic, at least as far as the game goes, they I feel like they made a point of saying that the Witcher signs uh, that the Witchers use are are considered to be like minor magic where like yeah. uh you know, like Yennefer, the other uh, sorceresses and stuff. They're they're using like full on legit full on, magic, you know. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, and, and the shouts were a little bit that way too. I mean, I guess if you if you got like Fusroda like all the way up, yeah, then it was it was pretty strong. But it, certainly the the level one shouts were pretty minor. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, lightning round because we're we're running out of time here. Sure. One book I did put on my list so that I would seem cultured um, was Discworld from Terry Pratchett. Oh, right. Like if you okay. want to do something funny, that's the way to go. Um, one of the one of the various factions that it had in the universe was their Assassin's Guild. And for a long time, I've wanted to run an Assassin's Guild campaign mm. where the players were part of an organization where they'd have to go out and kill things. But part of the difficulty has always been, well, how do I do that without it being like an evil campaign and then making all the PCs basically unlikable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that comedy might be the answer to that, right? Where it is, Everyone is a little bit over the top or has kind of dark humor angle. You kind of go like, yeah, with a little bit of dark humor or people are really nice and they could just seriously separate what they do from a living because they're kind of dumb or whatever, you know, or that's just the way they see the world. And I think that that could work in disc world where you need to not take everything so seriously. Yeah. You just kind of, you know, I, I don't take my work home with me. You know, I'm a professional. Yeah. Like he kills people and he goes home and he's like, you know, I'm going to make a salad for re- dinner. Reads them. Yeah, he makes a salad, right? Um, Daddy, yeah, what's like, that red stuff crusted under your fingernails? Like don't he worry gives his kids it. like really good advice for like <laughs> how to deal with their problems. Like, why don't you just, why don't you just talk to your friend? I bet you they feel the same way. You know what, daddy? You're right. Thanks. You know, um, I'm I think that would make be a, a great cup character. of tea. Do you want some? And I think that that's totally plausible in, in Discworld, right? I, so that's that game sounds like it's got my kind of vibe. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's definitely it. Definitely has some Andrew vibe. Yeah, and and so I think that that would work. Okay, another one is Eternia, right? Uh, there's a lot He-Man, of worlds right? in the in the He-Man slash She-Ra universe. There's a lot of magic. You want to go big, high fantasy, over the top bananas time? 
I think that that's really a good place to do it. I do the same kind of idea in Theros, frankly. Like the way I treat Theros is is kind of close. Um, I would I could go love to RP Skeletor. Oh yeah, well who wouldn't? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh man, that'd be yeah. He he'd so be great. Fun. Uh, another fun one. Uh, I didn't mention Azeroth, but I thought it would be fun to to be an Azeroth. Also, um, in Sanctuary would be mm. a lot of fun if you just want to do like a classic dungeon crawl time and oh, really just yeah. challenge the players. I feel like Sanctuary, the world of Diablo, would be fantastic. Um, I'm kind of surprised that there has. Well, maybe there has, but again, there probably is one, but Diablo like RPG. But when I first made this list, I was definitely thinking things I would adapt for 5e. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely Azeroth. I would like to redo World of Warcraft history and do like a, 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 a lot okay, of people who would. Yeah, I think so. There, there, something different happens when the orcs come through the portal. And therefore, history is different, right? Like the the orcs don't go through the portal. The humans go. Maybe you yeah. Flip it around the, the humans flip invade it around. the orc place. What is yeah, it? Draenor? Because instead of uh, yeah, instead of like Nerzul becoming the Lich King, like someone else. Oh like, God, Medivh. Like maybe Medivh becomes the first li- Lich King. You know. That could be really cool, and then we can reverse it, or maybe just Thrall is never born, or you know, doesn't make it out of his arena life, you know. And yeah. without Thrall, is the you know, how different would the horde be, and could they be successful without Thrall's leadership? I think that that could be really interesting. So, I'm pretty sure they'd be <laughs> they would be way rougher. And certainly in Sanctuary, we don't really need to do too much imagining. Right. We're here to kill skeletons and demons, right? There's really, you know, time, now's the time to run your Gloomstalker and your Paladin and your Clerics, and let's just go to town. Yep. I mean, shoot, you might even be able to do a, like a Diablo skin on like Tomb of Annihilation or something. Oh, yeah, totally. You You could. Uh, it, um, that or out of the abyss or something. Fetched. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the uh, the last thing, I did put some things for real world that were kind of wacky, and mm-hmm. Witcher was on there because Witcher essentially is like Poland, right? I or think or, so. or is it is a, its own universe that's just based on Polish mythology? I I don't know, but oh, it's it it doesn't it definitely is not supposed to take place in the real world um but it's the world that takes place in at least as far as i understand is heavily 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 based on like genuine medieval history and that sort of thing like you look at like novigrad and all these Mm -hmm. different uh entities and how the countries are set up and how the governments are structured and stuff it's very um there's parallels you might say definitely Definite parallels. So the other ones I would be interested in are Soul Calibur, which is essentially alternate real world. Um, there is also just playing with mythology like I have done before. I ran a game that was about Norse mythology that you were in. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty fun. 
anything alternate history, like you just change something about history and how is the world different? I know like Deadlands um, is that way, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, but now there's zombies and like, you can like Abraham Lincoln's like undead and you can talk to him. Um, so that would be okay. So the, the last thing I'm going to say, Oh, you could also do something post-apocalyptic, like the, our world is destroyed and now everyone has magic for some reason. Maybe it's just radiation, whatever, who knows, but like uncovering how this happened, it could be really fun. The last thing I wanted to say, I wanted to save I, my the wackiest idea for the end. It's based. You're right. <laughs> this is so <laughs> just um, it's based hear, on hear me civilization. Out. No good idea starts with hear me out. So hear me out. Okay, bear, bear with me. Bear, hear me out. I will hear you. Hear out. me out. <laughs> so so it was really dumb, but like. What what you do is yeah like all the factions like live Coffee. near each other and you and all the leaders are literally like you know He's Teddy Roosevelt and bastard. and Ramses the second and Gandhi yeah Gandhi's got to be in it of course and I don't I, I don't know if we if we if we hop between time periods or not maybe it's just like medieval fantasy but like. Yeah, literally, it's like, yeah, over here is Gandhi, Gandhi and he just and built the Great Wall of China, right? Like, I think that would just be bomb. insane in a really fun, oh, wacky, oh. and interesting way. He had never um, hurt anyone. It's just what he wants. I mean, Gandhi is obviously the big, bad, evil guy, right? Obviously, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you played the Civilization games, you get the meme, right? But, like... You, you got to do stuff like that. There's got to be barbarians running around, burning your crap down. Um, you know, you're trying to rush like the temple <laughs> or the, the library of Alexandria, but your neighbors built it. Yeah, first, so you have to take the whole thing apart for no reason. Uh, Jeff next door built himself <laughs> like, a pyramid. Well, like, take it insane down. Insane stuff. Right. And what do you, you mean have, we can't do it? You have to first or nothing. <laughs> Well, we can't do it now. We can't. We can't also have one. Yeah, I think that would be really, really interesting. You know, you got to team up with Genghis Khan to to build the Eiffel Tower so that you can defeat. That would be, you know, uh, George Washington or something. Now, I don't know what. Here's like a real you can out really there get idea bananas. This, uh, <laughs> your civ idea made made me think of this and. This might even be okay. kind of abstract. Um, but okay. what if you were playing that civilization game, but instead of individual characters, you you your character is a nation and you tell if I know. Um I I'm just I'm okay. just and how yeah, do you carry like that you out? just you make a character that <laughs> My character I, is America. I love the heck out of that show. Um, did you see the pool? They this, this sounds more like clone high. Oh, I can't, almost, I can't right? say that word because this is a family show. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. gosh. Well, now, now I want to do D&D, but your character has to be one of just ha, has just to be an American pick. president. I, <laughs> just just for no reason. Right. Like, oh, man. You get a special buff in maybe I feel a like debuff, this is like depending like on, on which president heavily you pick, celebrity death. You know, 
kind of that would territory. be really really <laughs> funny um yeah weird oh is gosh. good weird is inspiring. i think i think the real takeaway is i mean i'm feeling uh, ready i will to say something weird uh <laughs> i i tried to let goblins get real weird and i mean the last session we played of goblins was the goblins sitting down with some bandits that you guys had befriended that you were originally, I think, facing off against. And you guys sat down and actually started in-game playing a game of D&D. It was super meta. <laughs> like, it was, it was freaking weird. Yeah, that, that was the right game for it, right? And I think, and when you talk to anybody that was in that game, they're always like, oh my gosh, it was like my favorite that that we did because so much D can be so heavy all the time yep. that it, it was nice to to go okay we're bonkers. gonna have some levity and if my guy dies then great it's just gonna be hilarious you know and that's or, the, there's nothing wrong with that you yeah if you got if you got emotionally attached to your goblin goblins, character yeah. you you didn't get the no point there's of the some special campaign. in the heart right? of gorgon gamzy and uh it's lycanthropy <laughs> <laughs> oh and the uh the sentient spirit of a frying pan yes uh yes. who's you know renting out yes. a room it so there's that eternal search <laughs> for the lamb sauce good topic man this is yeah. this is very very interesting thank you we had we had fun yeah 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 hopefully hopefully people you know got inspired and and stopped listening partway oh, through man. because yes like they I, still had it, it is, on. It is still uh, playing, but their brains to be, totally to be went to their own ideas, and then they like lost that your their brain brains. just went That's off what I the rails. And uh, <laughs> man, oh man, I love it. I love it. Yeah. That, God, and then you came in to, like, then I said something about civilization. And you're like, where did this monument? go? That's near um, completion just because someone else did first. That's <laughs> such. It's so patently stupid. <laughs> there you go. Well, take take down the well, sphinx, you guys. See, but the at the one very least, we can make a workshop out of it. And maybe a, a lumber mill where ours is missing a nose. Just like they what? beat us. Why? So this is what we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. Oh, thank you everybody for hanging out with us. We hope that this inspired you very deeply. Yeah, we want to extend a special thank you to our loyal yeah. patrons, Spike, Kate, Logan, and Fallon Gore. We love you guys, especially, and thank you for uh, supporting our weirdness. And if you too would like to support the weirdness uh, and possibly participate in the weirdness over on our discord head on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point and check out the different uh support levels the highest of which is twenty dollars and if you support us at that level adam's gonna run a game and you could be in it he'll run it for you and trust me when i say uh you're gonna like the way he runs i guarantee it uh and apart from that you want to head over yeah i did i was waiting for i was like nothing not oh, all right make a oh, ben's man. warehouse reference I, <laughs> you could 
you could be compared to better things too. Like <laughs> you know, warehouse. It's men's warehouse. We're the middle. You know of what? The world. I could be compared to worse um, things. You're you're gonna like the way I run. Yeah, you know what? I think that is a good fit for me, frankly. (laughs) I think that's actually an apt description. I, you know, I know Guy Sclanders is a great GM. I'm a very okay. You are. I am the okayest GM you'll ever have. (laughs) I hope you take that in the best way possible. Good, and that's with a uh, a healthy dose (laughs) of our secret ingredient which is i do i do take it snark no it's love um also head on over to man i got derailed now it's love <laughs> oh my god inspiration point dot buzzsprout.com give us money that is the website address Please. for the site for us that is on the web uh and if you go there you can find the show itself which I don't know how you found it up until now, but uh, that is its home. And on the website, if you look in the upper right-hand corner, if you're on a desktop computer, you'll see three bubbles for Facebook, Twitter, and also our Patreon. And if you are accessing the site on a mobile device, the bubbles uh, are going to be right in the top center. So if you'd like to connect with us, just click the bubbles and you will find us. And um, let's see. What can I leave you guys with? Uh, Let your games get weird. You know, think outside the box. Fantasy's fun. We love fantasy very much, but there's all kinds of cool stuff out there. So uh, instead of, you know, only playing in the not-so-forgotten realms, although there's nothing wrong with that, try something else. Go outside the box. Go outside the realms see what else is out there and, you know, tinker around a little bit and try bringing something special to you to life. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.